All right, welcome back, everybody. This is episode three of the Footy Pod. I'm your host, Sean Afkaminia. I'm really, really excited about the guest I have for you guys today. He's someone that uh, I've gotten to know pretty well over the past couple of years, um, and he's someone that I've developed a really close relationship with because we're very similar in a lot of ways. Our personalities and and you know just the other uh, values and morals we have that we share with each other. And, and so I'm, I'm very interested in having this discussion with him because although I do know a lot about him, I feel like there's a lot that I don't know. And I'm just really looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better. So today I have on our program's director. His name is Simone Seba. Simone, please introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Simone Seba. Uh, I'm from Paris, France. Uh, I've been here in the U.S. for uh, five years now. Uh, really excited to be with you, Sean, and talk about my story. Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with me. Um, you know, I know that um, you have a very interesting upbringing, being from a different country, of course. So that's something that I'm very interested in learning more about. I know that you grew up playing and, and training in an academy very similar to what we do here with Footy Factory. So let's just start from the beginning. Walk us through your time in Paris growing up, what the culture was like there, and, and what it was like uh, specifically on the soccer side of things for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started playing soccer when I was around four or five years old, you know. That was the part I wanted to do right away. Um, talked to my parents about it, and they were like, okay, you want that? It's the men's sport there, so it's really easy to, to get in, a, in an academy. So I played there for years, like you said, really similar to Footy Factory. And honestly, back then, I wish I had an academy like Footy to help me able to grow up technically, physically. And um, after that, played for years for the same academy, went to another one for two years, then go back to my first one. Um, I think it was better fit for me. And um, really quick, I, I wanted to become a professional, go through a professional academy. So yeah. how old were you when you switched from the... Uh, what was the name of the original academy? Uh, so it's ES16. Okay. That's how it's called. And after I switched to the AC Baby. Okay. It's like That's the a, one that I was familiar with. Yes. This one, it's... Uh, I stayed there for about... I said two years, but I think it's about three years. How and old were you when you made that switch? I made that switch... Uh, I was about 14 or 15 until okay. like 18. So it's really... That time, you know, you know you're going to be professional or not, usually. And I thought that I could, and I think I came back, I came back to my first uh, academy because uh, it was the better fit for me. Yeah. And the people, I don't think, it, was, it, it went good with, the, with the, my, my second academy, but I was not really enjoying as much as in my first academy. Sure. So what were the main differences between the two? Like, in your first academy, was it... You know, there was a team that you participated uh-huh. in as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just training. Like, you actually had a team that you competed in in various leagues and different things mm-hmm. around the region and, and the, the, the area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it was all about you have a, a championship or I don't know how you call it, a league. Yeah, exactly. And after that, you just have team practice. And that's mm-hmm. what you have. You have team practice or you, you really have like a family, you know, because it really is super close to professional mm-hmm. uh, teams. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't and actually connected to a professional. No, club. so it was not connected. But it's like a pre, a pre academy. No, it's not pre academy. It's like a pre 
academy for pro teams, you know. So okay. a lot of pe- kids go there first, play well, then go to pro uh, teams in gotcha. the academy for so like one year like or two years. Feeder system. Yeah, so I know um, that some players went in second division in Portugal that play with or or they went like they signed professional after that, you know. So so that's good for them. I'm happy for them, but I didn't have that chance, and um, that's why around 18, 19, I still wanted to play soccer, and I know that I didn't want to leave uh, school behind either, mm-hmm. and my parents didn't want that for me, and I want to keep uh, my education pretty good, so I studied in France for about two or three years, and after that, I decided to just leave and, and try my chance uh, in the U.S., you know, because I know you can, something that we can't do in France, you can do school and sport, sure, and that's something that I think is amazing to do, and that's why I decided to go to Santa Barbara in okay. California. Yeah. So walk us through the whole process of you making that transition from France to the U.S. It's obviously a totally different culture. You know, you're going from a culture where football is everything, mm-hmm. and and you know you 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 eat, sleep, and breathe football. football yeah. But then you're coming to a place here where it's probably the fifth most popular sport. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, how did you get connected with the school that you came to? And then what was the transition like coming to a culture where it was not as, the sport was not as popular? So, I'm going to start with like a fun fact because the first time I decided to come to the U.S. for only a year, uh, that's, that was my goal, just to stay here, learn English, get better in English, so I can speak two languages. Mm-hmm. After two months or a month, um, I got tryouts for the for that team, Santa Barbara City College, in the junior college, and it went well, played my first year, become captain my second year, and I was like, oh, I can transfer, I can get a degree. I got yeah. an associate degree with Santa Barbara, then I was like, oh, I can get another degree, and I love the U.S., I, I love the mindset here. Yeah. Like, the, the people... The, um, the sport mindset, even if soccer was only the fifth, like you said, sport, I think it's, it was really professional, you know, and really, uh, the people were really helpful here. Mm-hmm. So sports is everything here, you know, when you go yeah. to school. And that's why I really like I really liked that. And I think after that, I decided to uh, go to another school and transfer to, uh, to West Texas, like you. And that's where we, our story is kind of, come together mm-hmm. although we didn't go at different times you were there at the same time as Evan so mm-hmm. you guys got to know each other yes. then and then that's how we were connected yes. is, is through Evan and through mm-hmm. Pat as well um, so that's interesting so you really weren't even coming to the US with the with the intention to play soccer right away yes that's that's why I say it's a fun fact that was my goal was to learn English okay in, in first in the first place and um, that's why I decided to do and after I just I just made that team and I was like oh I think I can do more here yeah you know why not you know I'm gonna give it a shot and try my chance here and and you know here it's five years later I'm still in the U.S. <laughs> still going man right? still right? going still in the U.S. and I'm trying to keep this man here I too I know um, okay so you got to West Texas after a couple of years at at uh, Santa Barbara yeah. Yeah. Community College yeah. Um, and you transferred looking to continue your degree in, what was it again? Uh, in uh, public, uh, public relations. Public relations, that's right. So you came in as a junior, basically, mm-hmm. in your yeah. eligibility uh-huh. at WT, 
And was it your first year or your second year that you got injured and had to sit out? That was my second year. So my first year um, for West Texas was pretty pretty good. Um, still a different level between the city uh, community college and mm-hmm. NCAA, uh, the division division two. Still like so, I have to first few games was a little bit struggling, you know, to get really into the the level. And after that, I I I played well, kept going, and the beginning of the preseason on the second year. Got a pretty bad injury, um, broke my foot, got surgery, was out for seven months. Season season was over, and I had to sit 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 out for a year almost, and uh, go back in a in the spring, uh, twenty eighteen. Right. Yeah, that was a, that was tough, but at the same time, um, I grew up a lot from that experience. I had some uh, family issues at the same time. Had to go back to friend for about two months when I was injured. Um, so it was a whole, um, a whole thing that made me way stronger up there in, uh, in my in my brain and and um, and also physically, you know, like I really learned a lot from my experience. And yeah. I think uh, I was not a bad person in the past, but I'm a better person now. Thanks yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> tell me more about like your support system back in France. It seems like you have a really good family base. Mm-hmm. You you've you just visited them recently actually yeah. mm-hmm. um i know that you were uh, had some thing you obviously just mentioned that you had some things you had to deal with and had to go back home to take care of i know that must have been hard on you do you want to talk more about that yeah i mean the you know i'm transparent you know we yeah. need to like know my story and yeah. that's part of my life so uh yeah so when i got injured uh, in 2017 i went into like a family uh, drama when um, my dad uh, passed away, um, and I was yeah I was twenty four years old, you know, yeah. so so you're still really really young to lose. Well, your, your and being parent. out in a different country on your own, like and that's you know, that's a lot the, to deal with. Exactly, Sean. That's the that's the probably the worst part because you don't you don't know really what's going on. Yeah, um, I was in, I was in uh, Texas, so it was about ten hour flight, ten hour away, seven hour different. So I didn't know what was going on. I was not talking to my family all the time. And, you know, I was talking to my dad. I said, hey, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But is he really okay? Yeah. Was he really okay at that time? Or was it just to make me feel better because yeah. I was far? And I think I have the answer now, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the thing that is really hard because I feel guilty when I knew what something was going on not to go earlier. And I think now, still now, it's been more than two years and... And it still like heard me saying that at that time maybe I should just leave and yeah. I should have left. Sorry and just see him at least, you know. And now like, it was too late at some point, you know. Right. So yeah, so something that really really hurt me, but but yeah, I mean it's like like you know I have to understand that it's life and life uh, still going, you know. So yeah. I have to. My dream was to, is to stay in the U.S., so that was, okay, that happened, and and uh, I had to go back to school, finish my degree, play soccer, and, and see from there, you know, so. Yeah, man, and that's, you know, I obviously know how close you are to your family, because whenever your mom recently got sick, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't know how serious it was, but you hopped on a flight, and you were mm-hmm. there immediately, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously, we had to to kind of um, step up and, and cover some of the, 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 t- the space that you had left. 
being uh, our program's director, me and Evan both had to kind of step up for you, but mm-hmm. we didn't even hesitate to do that because we knew that, you know, it was important mm-hmm. and we weren't about to let you like go through that same experience again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after all that happened, you came back to WT. That was during your injured year, right? Yes. So it was, um, it's never a good time to get injured or anything like that, but I guess that was perfect timing for me to get injured. Yeah. Because I could go home. I didn't have to lose a year. Sure. And of course, I would rather not go home and not get injured and, and everything that happened in my life. But, you know, I guess that happened. Maybe I get injured. That happened for a reason. I got injured that day. You know, and yes. So that was my second year. Came back uh, playing spring uh, about February 2018 and go slowly and play in the spring season with WT. Uh, um, became again a uh, captain of West Texas A&M University right before the season start the the fall season with the WT in 2018 and uh, we we played uh, pretty well that, that that year and went to the Elite Eight uh, I think we it's probably one of the best uh, results that WT ever had mm-hmm. or something like that and we played very well and it was a good year got trophies and, uh, and all that's I'm here, you know, in Dallas, you know, here. Lo- lo- loving it. <laughs> well, let's not fast forward too much through that little okay. period there because that's, I think that's a really special thing to talk about, man, because you suffered something that's like traumatic for a lot of mm-hmm. people and, and you were able to come back and continue living your life, not as if nothing happened. I don't want to say that it was, it was just completely put to the side, but I mean, you even said it yourself, like life goes on. So Whenever you got back to WT, whenever you started getting back into the to the normal just swing of things, to your normal everyday life, how were you able to manage like just the mental aspect of, of dealing with a loss like that? So I really think that I use uh, school, but most likely soccer, to get my head out of it. Because if you stay in your room uh, and you don't do anything, you should think about it. That that kill you. Yeah, that's that's will be terrible. It's like when you, it's not the same, but it's like when you you break up with someone, right? Or someone break up with you. It's the same feeling. You just can't do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, but yeah, I, I use soccer really to to keep my head. And I knew what I wanted, and I knew what my dad wanted for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I if I quit everything I've done in the past, it goes in the in the trash, right? And I didn't want that. And my dad always told me, hey, I wanted to go and to finish and to play because he was a big soccer fan. He was watching all my games. I was like, if I don't do it for myself, I will do it for him. So don't quit now and just keep going, you know. Yeah. It was, don't get me wrong, it was tough sometimes. Sometimes, you know, like you want to, like I want to score a goal. I mean, I didn't score the goal that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that year actually. But We all know someone uh, doesn't score goals. Like, like um, oh, I, <laughs> I um I just you know I play a good game or we just won a trophy. I used to call my dad. The first time I used to call was my dad. We was not too late. Yeah. The day after, and sometimes you just you didn't have anyone to talk. You to. don't talk to. You talk to my mom. She doesn't know soccer that much. Right. She does, but it's not the same. So yeah, sometimes it was tough in that situation. Um, that's an example, but um, but yeah, it's, sometimes it was just up and down for for um. For months, you know, it's still not easy. I still think about it a lot. Yeah. It's only been about two years, so it's really re- recent, you know. Still, yeah. so 
So yeah, like to really come back to your questions, I think uh, really soccer helped me a lot. Teammates, uh, being, you know, you know, um, college soccer, you're always and we play a lot and good big games and go away a lot. I was always doing something mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. really helped me. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe being away because sometimes you know it's it's harder to be with your family because you can see your mom getting hurt a lot you know crying every day or stuff like that and i think that's has an impact on you yeah i'm not saying i felt bad i was not here for i was not there for her at that time some i was just on the phone but it helped me too not to be like not to see and not to be at the house where my dad you know used to be and just being away from everything right that helped me you too. know kind of like that saying out of sight out of mind exactly like, you know, it, it, although it, it means a lot to you, sometimes it's easier to get over things if you're not constantly just thinking about it and torturing yourself. So you were able to find ways to create different outlets for yourself. And obviously, one of the biggest one was soccer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for me as well, like, that was the one thing that provided me the most joy and still does. Like, nothing makes me happier in the world than playing you know what I mean? Like, I that is the one thing that I enjoy doing the most out of everything. So it's easy to use that as an outlet. Um, but, you know, did you, were you able to then find other ways to, like you said, like, find people to talk to that, that you know, you usually used your dad to talk to about? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, obviously... Uh, teammates, yeah, really helpful. Uh, coaches, <clears throat> really helpful too. Um, a girlfriend, yeah, really help. Uh, to you know, to just like get, just it get out, your mind you know? off, yeah, get, yeah, just get out. And because you want to share this experience with someone else, yeah, yeah, you know, you don't, yeah, you you want to share with your teammates, but they they having the same feeling because they in in it as well. You want an outside point of view as well, you know, like just. They don't see it, so you want to. It's always good to share, mm -hmm. right? So I think girlfriend was very good, and um, friends that are back home really helped too to talk to them, let them know they were so excited for me too. So I would say, yeah, um, friends, uh, family, um, like people's family, like friends' family, or you know, or girlfriend's family as well. So you're able to kind of develop your own little family. <clears throat> through WT soccer through you know oh, yeah, other 100%. people that you met and that's you know that's fantastic like you know it's important for you coming in as an international to establish those kinds of connections to make you feel like home because you know like you said you wanted to be here this is where you wanted to be and so you graduated school mm -hmm. uh that was uh December 2018 Okay, and you pretty much started working with us right yeah, away. Almost right away, yeah. So you found a new family in us, and you know it's been, it's been a pleasure like just working with you, getting to know you more and more over the over the past year and a half now, uh, because you did work with us a little bit that summer yes. leading up to your senior year, um, and so pleasure. now your your life has kind of shifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. You don't have that same support team that you had in school you don't have as much your support team that you had back home although i'm obviously you still stay in touch with all of them you still have good relationships with them 
um, and you still fall back on them, but now you're starting to develop a whole new family again. Exactly. So you came into Footy Factory pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. What was one thing that that drew you into the club, why you wanted to, to start working with us and kind of build a career around what we're doing? So first of all, like you said, I started uh, working with you guys a little bit the, the summer of my senior year, and I saw the mindset right away. What you guys building and what you you being building, you know, and and I really liked it. I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to. I want to stay in the soccer industry, you know. So I was like, I think it's perfect for me. Of course, I'm a I play, but can I coach? Mm -hmm. it's two different things. So I think that's the first um, step that really make my mind wanted to do that is when I start working with you. Then after that, I think um, when we start working together, I really like we sat we sat down a couple of times and and I mean I told you that many times the the mindset you have, business side but not only and soccer side too. Like like I like I really like how you you. Um, you manage your your employees, like you know the people that work for you, or the the parents you you, you that that work with you, or the kids. Uh, how you co you 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 coach uh, the kids? I was like, okay, I really like how he does it. I want to copy him and be like like him, like 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 what what you've been doing. And I think that's why that really get me into footy, and and I'm so happy that I made that decision, like to be working, and I've been learning so much in the past year that I, I, I like about coaching and about uh business about myself as well mm -hmm. like i've i've surprised myself now that uh oh i didn't expect i didn't expect myself to do some stuff that now i can do it thanks to food yeah actually. yeah so so yeah it's really uh, i don't know if i really answer your questions but your question on this one but uh i would say uh to come back to it Definitely, the, the 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 summer of my senior year was the main thing. Then, just working working with you like everyday life, honestly. Well, I appreciate you saying that because you know that's that does answer my question. It shows that you want to continue to improve yourself, and that's what I see in you. That's one of the main things that, like, that's one of the reasons why we're drawn together. I think is because we both have that, um, just desire to improve and get better and make sure that everything we're doing is the best that we can do it whatever it is and so you made a decision for this to be what you wanted to do you wanted to stay involved in soccer mm -hmm. but learn a different side of it and also incorporate some of the natural business savvy that you have too mm -hmm. you know you being a PR uh, major that's something that you can incorporate into the job that you have as our program's director, the marketing side of things, um, but just also the, the the personal growth aspect. That's something that, you know, this that's what this whole podcast is about, really. Just finding, um, you know, inspiration in other people to help us continue to improve ourselves. And you're someone that inspires me to be better. And clearly i also do the same for you and so you know when when i bring people in it's not i'm not bringing someone in to just work underneath me i'm bringing someone in to work next to me and and so you know having you having evan i know that i can count on you guys i know that i have the people around me to to help build out the structure that has been put in place
So we're going to continue doing that, man. And I'm really I love, happy. Yeah, yeah, I love that, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, so it's, it's, been, it's been great, and uh, I know it's going to be better, and we have, like, good uh, projects, uh, projects, yeah, going on. So I'm really excited for everything we're doing. Yeah, man. We got a lot of, a lot of big stuff coming yes, up. Exactly. And, um, you know, we're really excited about the direction that we're headed and just having the right people in place to fill out that that structure and to complete those projects is the most important thing mm -hmm. because as you scale you got to be able to have people that you trust to to work outside of your line of vision mm -hmm. yes. outside of your site i can't have my hands on every little thing i can't see every little thing that's going on so i have to have people like yourself and and like evan that i know are going to be able to handle it for themselves mm -hmm. And obviously that's going to, you know, sometimes that requires me to challenge you. Like I've, I've challenged mm -hmm. you before. I've challenged Evan before. It also requires some empathy on my part and knowing, you know, like at certain times when maybe you're not able to uh, meet certain expectations for whatever reason, like I have to be able to understand that and work with you. And that's part of us building this working relationship together. Um, so Let's go back and talk a little bit more. I want to kind of, you know, we're coming up on about half an hour here. We're talking about a lot of good stuff, but I want to kind of redirect the conversation. I don't want to talk so much about Footy Factory because, you know, that's not really what this, this show is about. Like, it w will be discussed, obviously, um, but I want to talk more about just your life, your journey, and prompt you to kind of give people some little nuggets that they can take home with them to inspire them to become the best that they can be. So going back, looking back on your life, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced along your journey and what did you do to overcome them? We already kind of talked about one, so yeah. I could probably answer it already for you, mm -hmm. but just putting that question in place clearly, how would you answer that? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I need a second. Go for it. That would be good. I could that, right? Just keep talking, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm probably in the like challenging right now. Uh, I mean, you, yeah, my like situation, you, 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 know? you, you mentioned a challenge that you faced through college that you mm -hmm. had to overcome. That was a major challenge. But you're also dealing with some challenges right now. Exactly. So let's let's talk about that then. So. Um, I'm lucky, well, I'm 27 years old, and, you know, to get a professional contract on 11v11 outdoor, it's really hard at that age, Yeah, really tough. And I got an opportunity <clears throat> to sign with a, with a team in Dallas, an indoor uh, soccer team that is professional, the Dallas Sidekicks. You know, it was one of my dreams. Um, I tried with, with them, and it was uh, something um, really exciting. It was tough, a month of trying out, practicing with the team, that I got a contract. So exciting. Uh, three years. And now the question is, I'm international uh, student. 
right now. I mean, I'm not a student anymore, but I'm international. You're on, you're still on your student visa. I'm still on my student visa, but I'm not going to school anymore. Right. Um, so you know what, what it means. It means... You got to figure something out. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, I was trying to... I mean, I'm still, I'm still trying to, um, to get another visa, you know, and that's really challenging. It's really hard. Everyone knows in the U.S. it's really hard to get, get visas, and, um, and I'm being a really challenge, challenging, challenge, challenged, by uh, being challenged, be challenged. There you go. I be, got you. Don't worry. Being challenged uh, lately because uh, I need to get a lot of proof, a lot of papers, and it takes a lot of time. Yeah. To uh, to get that visa, you know. Yeah, I know that's something that you've been that's yes. been taking a lot of your time in the past couple of weeks trying to deal with all that because it, it, you know, from the sound of it, it sounds like you thought you already had it sorted out, and then now they're coming back to you saying that. You know, not sure it's and not, it's kind of up in the air. So now you're having to go through all these processes on uh-huh. your own to figure out what you need to do to stay here. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm really, really trying uh, to do as much as I can. And, and really, um, because, you know, even if it's indoor, it's another, for me, it's another sport. It's just yeah. football and soccer, but it's, it's still professional. And that's yeah. what it, that was the dream when I was like a kid. And I don't want anyone to take that like that yeah. dream away. You know, I don't. So I'm gonna give everything I can because I think I deserve it, and I, I, um, I really work hard my whole life to have that. And I don't want because I'm from another country that I can't do it. Right. You know what I mean? And just because of the visa or because the requirements, no, I don't want that. You know. So I think I, I'm good enough, and I think it was it's been really challenging. And hopefully, it's going to happen yeah. uh, really soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're working together, you know, Sean. Yeah. So you will be the, the first person I'll, 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 I'll let you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's probably two big challenges for me. It's the injuries and what happened uh, with my dad. And right now, uh, that's really, really big for yeah. me. Because it's, it's my life. It's it's just your life, and that's and that's you know kind of what I was about to add on to what you're saying is, life throws stuff at you that you are never going to really anticipate or expect, and from just listening to you talk, what I'm hearing is like, the challenges that you faced are similar to the challenges that anyone faces. Maybe they're different, but they're the same. And the only way that you can deal with those challenges and overcome those challenges is if you just focus on the day-to-day and keep on moving forward. Because what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're not just going to sit in your room and pout about it. You know, you're not going to, like, go into depression and let your life just, you know, just dissolve before your eyes. You have a dream, and you're going to do everything that you can to realize that dream. Mm-hmm. Because what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's, 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 you know, that's just, that's just the basics. Like if you have any type of drive or motivation to do anything in your life, you just have to keep going. And that's what, you know, any person looking to do anything with their life, that's the attitude they should have. So I know that it's all going to work out for you, you know, because if anyone deserves it, it's you. And so, you know, we just got to keep moving forward. And yeah. And, and, I mean, I have to believe it, you know, believe in myself, being like, and do it. If you don't believe in yourself, no one will. 
That's right. You, I think for for like my whole life when I played soccer, yeah, some some coaches were not believing in me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And after a few practice, I was like, I was sure I could make it. I, should, I was sure I was like, I'm, I can play. I can be a starter. And, and in almost every team I played for, I became captain. I was yeah. a major player. Yeah. So I think. Sometimes, yeah, it's never easy. Life is not easy. But <clears throat> if you don't believe in yourself, no one will. Right. And, and that's why if I, if I can tell the, the younger uh, generation that, that listening to us, that is the most important thing in life. It's even people tell you, you can't do it, you can't do it. Okay, show them that you can. Exactly. You know, and maybe a lot of people said that, but actually it happened to me and that's yeah. my personal life that what I'm talking about. And, Yes, that's that's hard to take. Yeah, I went home sometimes as a kid. I was crying, but I was like, "No, it's my dream, and that's gonna happen." Twenty-seven years old, maybe not the best thing, but I'm still I'm I still some professional. When kid, when I was a kid, it was like, it's never gonna happen. I was too small. Mm-hmm. I was too weak, and now I'm 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 enjoying. You know, I'm yeah. playing with people that play in the major league in in the in the US and yeah. in the MLS next to them, you know, or play for 12 years in the, in the, in the major indoor soccer league, you know? Right. So, so yeah, I'm really, really believe in yourself and, and yeah, I mean, really do the right thing, take the right decision. Yeah. I think it's really important as well. Absolutely. So when you see people that fail, why do you think they do? Kind of come back to what I'm saying, it's, course believe in yourself because some people they don't so they listen to other things that like negative thing so they fail because they don't try as hard as they can mm-hmm. you know and and if there's like a small chance if you have a percent of chance of succeed and 99% of fail still get that chance right you never know you know and I think that's why people fail because they don't trust the process every like everything happened for, for a reason of course, I th- that's what I think, and and I mean I don't know like it's it's really hard because f- failing it's it's another way for me to to say it's it's part of the success. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like you have to go through failing to success. You know what I mean? If no, if you don't f- fail, I don't think you're gonna success because that's you 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 grow up through challenges. Uh, you grew up through failure, and I fail uh, like a couple of times, and I don't think I'll be the person I am right now if I didn't fail. hundred oh, percent, man. And I don't think any of us would be. And I think it's so hard to take a failure, mm-hmm. so hard. But when you think about it, like years later, oh, thanks God I fell. Yeah, because I wouldn't be here, and I'm happy how I am right now. You know, hundred so, percent. I'm so yeah. glad you said that. I, you know. <laughs> I had that question on my list, and I was waiting for the first person to give me that answer, and you did it. Second second interview, you gave me that answer that I was looking for. With an accent. With, with <laughs> the accent, so it sounds even better. But the point is, failure and success are not opposites. A lot of people think that they're opposites, like... I'm either a failure or I'm a success, mm-hmm. one or the other. But that's just not true. Failure is an unavoidable step towards success. You have to go through failure to succeed. So the people that fail, that end up being failures, are not the, the ones that 
went through failure, they're the ones that went through failure and then quit. Mm -hmm. You have to fail and then continue. And if you, the faster you fail, the faster you learn, the faster you succeed. So you just have to go through it, and we we all go through it. That's part we, of the process. It's exactly. all part of the process. If you look, I give you another example. If you look at all the businessmen that really succeed, you think all of a sudden they they created a company and 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 it worked? Hell no. 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 Most of them. No, most of them. You like know, most of them fail. started ten companies that failed before they hit the jackpot. Exactly. Or however many. Like there's no specific number. It could be any number for any person, but. You know, the, the the more that you sit there and worry about your failures, the the more that you're getting distracted by your potent by what could be your potential mm-hmm. success down the road. Like you just gotta keep going and, and the more and more that you go, the closer and closer you get. So the people that fail are the ones that quit before they reach that success. So the success will be there, you just gotta keep going until you find it. Yeah, and that's that's hard to do, but that's why, like, you, you can see the people that are, like, failing in life and succeeding in life. I mm-hmm. think it's not, it's, you can't give up. Right. If you think it's going to work, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Like Nike. Like Nike, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that when I said it. <laughs> this should be an ad for Nike. I know. We should get paid for this. I know. Okay, so on that same topic, what then does success mean to you? I would say hard work, first yeah. of all, because I don't think you success easily. Some some success easily, but I don't even actually. That's not really true. I just say because I try to see about like athlete, uh, athlete or businessman. I I can't give an example that just say oh it was easy for me. Mm-hmm. No, we, if you look at LeBron James or or uh, Messi or Ronaldo. They they work so hard, so hard to become what they are, what, what they what they are right now. So hard, and businessmen same. You know they work for, for days and days and days and hours and not taking day off. Work hard and know they succeed. Mm-hmm. I don't think, if you don't work hard, I don't think you can succeed. There's no chance. I mean that's that's why I think so. I, I think that's why. Um, it's easy suc- in in principle. But it's not easy to put into practice. It's really hard. It's yeah. really hard because you you have to to follow um, what you want to do and put the work in it. But sometimes you, like you said, you get failure. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I think success. Yeah, for me, if I can give you a, a word for that, it means like yeah, hard work and yeah, just being work. mentally strong and yes, not letting yeah. failure bring you down. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah, mentally strong, hardware mentally strong, yeah, for sure. And that's something that you don't just have. You're not just automatically mentally strong. Some people are kind of naturally born mm-hmm. with that kind of, you know, trait, but most people have to work for it. You have to you have to do the hard work every day to develop that mental strength mm-hmm. in yourself. Whether that's, you know, waking up and 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 having a very strict daily discipline, a, a morning routine that you go through that you know it's it's easy to do all the things that you want to do but it's hard to make yourself do them when you could just lay in bed for 30 more minutes or you could just get on your phone and scroll through Instagram for 30 minutes it's very easy to do those things 
it's hard to make yourself do the things you know you need to do. So the more and more that you that you just force yourself to do the things that are difficult to do in practice but easy in principle, the more you develop that mental strength. Mm-hmm. And that's what allows you to then bounce back from failures to, you know, um, to put criticisms that you receive to the side and not let them just completely destroy you. So, yeah, that's that's great, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so who has been your biggest inspiration in your life? It can be a player, a coach, a friend, just... Or, you know, maybe someone you don't even know. Someone that you look up to, um, you know, on a, on, a, on, a, on a wider scale. Who has been your biggest inspiration and, and, and why? Like, inspiration for uh, success for, or for, uh, like, in, in soccer? It could be anything. It could be in success. It could be in motivation to just keep going with your life. It could be in soccer, someone that you aspire to be, someone... You know, maybe a coach that you really like. You know, just anything that has kind of given you the 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 drive that you have. For me, um, like I'm going to talk about soccer first. Uh, I think how we everything is touching is is, is is making a gold is Pep Guardiola. Everything is doing something. If everyone think, oh, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just have the talent. No, he works so hard to yeah. like to understand the game and and all that. So I think Pep Guardiola, hundred percent, because he, did, I mean, he's, he's for me the best coach in, on earth, and he played the best way. Mm-hmm. So I think soccer wise, Pep Guardiola, because I love the mindset how he is. But as a successful person, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Why hard worker? He's a machine. He's a machine. This guy, I've read so many stuff about him from uh, former uh, teammates, former uh, Ronaldo's teammates, that that was so so, so shocked. This guy, I'll give you an example. One day they won a game, or uh, they won like a, a trophy. This guy, they, they, they away, they go, they, they go home at 2 a.m. At 3 a.m. he's at the gym. Back in the gym. Who, who does that? No one. And I think when we said we talk about success, I said hard work. And this guy, I mean, it's amazing what he's been achieving. Like, uh, amazing. So he was a great player. But I remember back back then when he was younger, he was talented, but no one expecting him to be that yeah. that good and that great. One of the best in the, and in the history f- of soccer. He forced it upon everyone. If he, you look at his body, I'm talking of body because yeah. to play soccer, you have to, to have muscles and be strong. So if you look at his, at his body when he was... 22. No, he's 34. You can see the difference. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's, a he's in the best shape of his life. Exactly. At 34 years old. Yeah. And 22, 23, you're supposed to be pretty strong and, you know, like getting to the best of your life when you're 26. But no, right. him is being so consistent, like consistent as, as well, you know, like great, like really great uh, mindset. And, and uh, I really think that for me, I'm... I'm going to give you, like, I'm more, I think Messi is the best player in, mm-hmm. in history, but if I have to take an example, I think Ronaldo really is the, this guy is successful on Brazilian everything. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, Chris, yeah, sorry, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, is everything he does, 
he does it well. Yeah. If you see he touch, he's got. It's like Guardiola, but uh, Guardiola is, is different. Well, he just refuses to be average, and and it's that same kind of mentality exactly. that you see in the greats of any sport. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, like they are. They they just have that mentality where they refuse to be anything less than not only their best but the best ever. So they're competing against themselves to continue to improve, but they're also competing against everyone else around them. And that's why you see Ronaldo get so upset whenever Messi win, wins anything over him. Because he takes that personally yeah. and that's I agree. He gets a lot of slack for it, but it's you got to respect it, man. Like he 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 has such a deep desire to be the best that he can be that you know, he's taking that not as like he you know, when you see his face, he looks completely defeated whenever he doesn't win these awards. But you know inside he's like I'm gonna be back in the on the training ground tomorrow, you know, because I'm not gonna let this happen again. You know, I'm gonna give you another example, you're gonna laugh about it. So they were talking they were uh, Ronaldo and Ferdinand, uh, Rio Ferdinand that played mm-hmm. for uh, Manchester. They were both in Manchester at that time. They were playing ping pong. Okay, Ronaldo lost by a lot in front of everyone. The, three weeks later, um, he said, okay, Rio, come back to my house. What he did for three weeks, he bought a table, he practiced every day. <laughs> he said, everyone to my house, he won the game three weeks later. That just show you the mentality of the guy. Yeah, I'm losing, but I'm going to work hard to succeed against that guy because I lost. Yeah, You know, it's a simple example. But it shows, I think, that's why I remember it, it shows so much about the, the guy, oh, yeah. how he is. And it's the same, like you said, with Messi, oh, I don't win, I didn't win this year, I'm going to win next year. Yeah. And, oh, it's Komogo that year, I'm going to try to score Mogo this year. And he's always pushing himself to be the best. He doesn't accept anyone else being better than him. He continues to tell himself that he's the best. Which is why he is able to develop that just aura around him where everyone else believes he's the best because he first believed it. And, and that's why we come back from the same thing. Believe in yourself. And you know, coming back full circle there, you know, like you first have to believe it. If you don't believe it, no one else is going to believe it. It might not even be true. You could be just completely talking out of, mm-hmm. you know, but you. It, you're not lying to yourself. Maybe you are in the moment, but if you continue to tell yourself these things, it will eventually mm-hmm. be true. So you're you're lying to your current self, but you're not lying to your future self. Mm-hmm. So he was telling himself he was the best in the world before he was actually the best in the world, but he became the best in the world, and it was because he had that belief. The two most powerful words in the English, English language put together are I am. Because literally, whatever you say after it shapes what you become. You get to choose who you are based on those two words right there. That's and good, yeah. it, I mean, it's true, man. Like, it, you know, your mind is a powerful thing. Like, you can literally be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. And he did. And, yeah. you know, he's become that's why, that. Yeah, that's why he's there right now. So, it's, it's all about your mindset, you know. It's, it's right there. It's, I mean, it's, it's up there. Sorry, you can't see it, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's okay. tapping his brain, so you guys know. Um, so, let's go back to the other one that you had, Pep Guardiola. Uh-huh. He's also a huge inspiration for me. Like, and He's obviously who we've kind of modeled our playing philosophy around. 
Um, he's the one coach that I look at the most when I'm just looking for inspiration in, in you know, whether it's just training exercises or the way I communicate to the players or just everything that we're mm-hmm. doing. Obviously, I'm taking little bits and pieces from everyone that I come in contact with, whether they're, you know, top-level managers in books that I'm reading or articles that I'm reading or videos that I'm watching or whether they're just local coaches that I'm learning from too. But the thing with Pep is he he has a different approach. He doesn't think he's the best. And that's what makes him the best because he has this this self-doubt about himself that forces him to continue to improve himself. Mm-hmm. So I think a little bit of that is necessary too, you know, Very having true. that balance. Like he, he obviously he has confidence, you know, let's be honest. He has confidence in himself. He knows who he, he is, be. what he can do. But at the same time, he's so unsure of himself and he's so worried about, you know, um, just being like someone else stepping up ahead of him, whether that's, you know, um, like for example, in 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 his uh, Pep Confidential books, he talks about at Bayern whenever he first moved to Bayern, like trying to implement his playing philosophy there, and how, you know, with the German league, like they're very very uh, good at counterattacks, and it's a very fast league, and so he had to learn how to adapt to that, mm-hmm. to make sure that his playing philosophy was still successful there. But he had to change up. They use so many different systems and formations to prevent that counterattack, to try and make themselves less vulnerable. So while he's still trying to implement his own philosophy and make his own ideas the best they can be, he's also constantly thinking about what other people are doing and trying to protect himself from, from that uh-huh. as well. So there's that sense of self-doubt in himself that drives him to just continue to improve. And that's amazing to me. Oh, yeah, it is, 100%. It just, um, yeah, like you say, it's, it's two different mindsets. You know, Ronaldo and, and Guardiola, like, two, two really uh, different mindsets. But uh, it's, like you said, the, the thing with uh, Guardiola is amazing is how he, he can adapt himself to mm-hmm. any situation. One, from one league to another, to another, to another, and he's still succeeding. Still you know? doing the same because thing. Everyone back. told him he couldn't, but like, he's still doing it. Exactly, and like we said, it's like a circle. One yeah. was about the mindset, another was about hard working in physically, whatever, but Guardiola is still a hard, he's a hard worker, but a different aspect of mm-hmm. the hard working. Right. He's an, uh, he, uh, he, um, analyzed the game a lot and tried to make sure that what he's doing works wherever he goes yeah you know so that's that's why I think it's, it's hours and hours and hours of watching I mean, people, films studying you probably know that picture of like you can see an iceberg and you can see you know uh, people can only see the the top of the iceberg uh, mm-hmm. out of the water right but they don't see what is under yeah that's yeah. Egla- exactly what Ronaldo but Guardiola yeah perfect example yeah he wins games oh his team play so well they win every game they, he has the money okay he has the great players yeah but Great players, and you and I know for being a PSG fan that the money do, doesn't do everything. Yeah, no, definitely you not. Know? And I know that for a fact. <laughs> um, so, what I'm saying is, it's so much work behind that. Yeah. I'm not saying all the coaches don't work. That's not what I'm saying. 
But he, he has so it's much It's well talent. known how much time he's spending behind closed doors. People, people don't imagine how crazy it is and how hard it is to be a head coach of a team like Manchester yeah. City or a, bi- a big team. They don't, they don't see that. So, yeah. oh, oh, like I can hear sometimes, oh, I would have done that, I would have done that. Yeah, me too, I would have done that. Yeah. I said that too. But I don't see everyday life, you know. But I don't see everyday. There. You're not there. You don't. So you, you don't, don't live with them. Understand the context at all. Yeah, I get mad. I say, "Oh, why is he playing? He trust this guy. Yeah, more than I trust myself, yeah. you know. He's <laughs> seeing him in training every yeah, day. Yeah, exa- you know? exactly. Exactly. There's so, obviously a reason for that decision. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, I have basically two big questions left for you. The first one is, looking back on your life. What do you wish you would have known when you first started out? Or what piece of advice would you have given to your younger you? Um, that's a good question. Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, um, I don't really know. Um, so for the younger me, it's kind of like coming back to what I said earlier reaching my question that like really work hard believe mm-hmm. yourself uh, really it's always the same thing you know we're saying but it's really really important for them to understand that and I think <clears throat> when I was younger I wish I had like a help like some help like mm-hmm. that like my my family like they were not really believing in me like oh you can go to the next level yeah and I think that had an impact on me so so of course I would believe in myself but not having like a lot of support from family mm-hmm. was could be tough, you know. Yeah. So I think um, just like I know that what your family think is the best, but at the end of the day, it's your life. Yeah, it's your family. But my mom, she's telling me she's not she's not really happy that I'm here. Sometimes you're far, you know, and I want to be I want you to be home, but that's my life. Yeah. You know, I understand it's it's sad, but. 27 years old and <laughs> I have to do my to create my own thing you know my my own uh, path right yeah um, so yeah if I have a, an advice is trust yourself believe on what you're doing and who is whoever tell you no even if it's your closest people don't I'm not saying don't listen that's not what I'm saying but make sure that you 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 think and you you don't take a decision right away you know Make sure you you know what you're doing before taking decisions as well. I just don't go like that. Just like make sure you know. So, if I have an advice, 100 uh, percent will be will be something like that. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. So this last question is, I probably would imagine how you would answer it because it's very similar to the previous question. But what message would you like to leave people with now, as we wrap this episode up? Um. Honestly, whatever happened in your life, just like be thankful, you know, be thankful of, of um, what you get. You're going to have up and downs, but when you're down, that's when you have to show your character and say like, hey, I'm down. How am I going to get up? How am I going to go up and go back to the person I was? And it's hard for everyone. This doesn't happen that you have a life with no problem. It'll be perfect, Maybe. But I don't think it will be perfect because you won't be able to learn from your mistake, from your failure, and uh, all of that. So I think uh, if I have a message, it's really do and 
do what you want and enjoy every day like it's your last day, you know, like really enjoy it. Sometimes I don't do it myself. I give an advice, but sometimes I don't even do it myself. And I regret it. I was like, oh, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Just do it. It's like, if you have to do it now, just do it. Don't wait. And I think it's, it's so common to say, but it's so true yeah. at the end of the day. Because I'm a perfect example, and I told you I regret some stuff that I didn't go home before, and I should have. And for me, the worst feeling on earth to regret. You can't go back. It's too late. So I think that's the main thing for me. Just don't regret anything you do. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's, it's life. But don't say, oh, no, I should have done that. No, you did. Good. Do something else. Try something else. Yeah. So, yeah, if I have a message, just do whatever you want, whenever you want. Awesome, man. Simone, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much pleasure, for your yeah. time. Um, you. Before we send everyone off here, uh, so if you guys want to work with Simone, he runs our player development school program. Um, Simone, how can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about our program? Uh, they can learn, uh, they can send me an email or um, they can go on uh, the website uh, US. You can have all the information for the PDS uh, program. I think my uh, email address is on the website too. So um, they can look into that as well. Uh, it's. I would love to have um, to have you guys coming to our practice. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we learn a lot. So yeah, come sign up and practice with me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace.